Welcome everybody to the next episode of the Cannabis Review. I'm delighted on this episode to be joining the recently crowned Canada's top grower, Alexandre Gouthier, who's the Vice President of R&D and the Director of Cultivation at renowned Origin Nature in Quebec and Canada. How are you keeping today, Alexandre? I'm doing good. A big thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm very excited to be on the Cannabis Review and be able to share, you know, the industry of cannabis uh, worldwide, finally. Delighted to talk to you, mate. Delighted to talk to you. I'm sure a lot of people are going to get great wealth of information from this episode. Do you maybe want to give everybody a quick little brief run through, maybe 30 seconds, 60 seconds of how you ended up at Origin uh, Nature and your, your history in the industry? Absolutely. So uh, I have over 17 years of cannabis experience. Uh, I did start in Europe, uh, France, Holland, Belgium, and then uh, I came back to Canada. Of course, the laws in Canada allowed for a medical license. I quickly um, help people go that had a medical situation, basically acquire their license and grow their own medicine. Uh, from there, I evolved to Aurora Cannabis. Uh, that was strictly medical at that time. We did the first GACP GMP conversion, sent some of the first cannabis to uh, Germany, Italy, and so on. From there, I moved on to Tile Health Solution, where we had more of a, a medical focus towards veterans. Uh, as well as uh, having a veterinarian on the board. So we were very inclined towards that. Uh, we moved on to topical and gummies line, which require a lot less biomass. My passion is cultivation. So at that point, I joined the Origin Nature team, which is, uh, you know, my uh, the, the one I, I really love. It was really uh, a shot to the heart when I saw that team. And at Origin Nature, it's really a team of passionate people. Everybody loves cannabis. Everybody understands cannabis. And that's why I think that's the secret uh, of doing it well is actually being passionate about cannabis at all the levels in the company. Thank you very much. It's a wealth of information you seem to possess. I'm going to jump straight on to the top, uh, first topic I want to talk about, and it's basically been crowned Canada's top grower. There's a number of obviously different factors that one needs to take in consideration when you're judging something like this, sustainability, innovation, profitability. Uh, how hard is it to keep all of these metrics at the, the upper echelon so your business is thriving because surely one or two of those being out of place would uh, would negate a, a company fitting into the, the spectrum that you guys have fit into? Oh, absolutely. So it, it was really the complete puzzle that was looking up. So first off, Canada Top Grower for me is a team award. It's not an individual award. It's really thanks to the entire team that we got it. And really what set us apart was our operational excellence understanding the workflow from seed to sell, you know, growing the canvas, drying the canvas, processing the canvas, packaging it, getting it to stores, getting it to uh, medical clients and other retailers. And that's where we were awarded. We simply, so what, what you need to understand with cannabis and the entire workflow is cannabis is one of the plants that reacts and adapts the most to its environment. Um, so getting consistency and getting a consistent product is extremely hard. Because when you're growing outdoor, when you're growing indoor, anything like a piece of equipment failing or fluctuation in the temperature and the humidity and the irrigation will destandardize your entire crop and your results. So being able to cultivate rooms that put out a product that standardized time and time again is what got us that award. And that award came through simply outworking everyone in the sense that we do our checks every day. We rely on one another. We work strongly with the team at origin nature we have four core value which is family street smart passion and social consciousness everything we do how we promote how we hire revolves around this 
we also implement a system where we get the information from the bottom and not from the top down. So we strongly believe that the experts in the field are the one actually doing the work. So we do have meetings every week where everybody has to be open and honest. And we're here to make things better. Everybody can have a good idea. Everybody can participate. We're not here to attack anyone. We're here to call out the problems and find solutions together. And that's what made us that strong is that everybody is passionate. Everybody is involved. Everybody understands the process. And we've been refining that process to make it as efficient and as consistent as possible. And that comes with a true understanding of cannabis, also at the consumption level. If you only treat cannabis as a new good, like any other good that you would just package and sell and expect people to buy, it will not work. Cannabis is, I would say, the illegal culture that is the strongest and the most developed in the world since easily the 1970s. You cannot take consumers or idiots. You cannot tell them what they're supposed to be consuming. So we took the time to listen to the consumers and basically create a product that they requested and then were, was able to deliver it consistently time and time again. And that's where we got awarded Canada Top Grower. We don't grow better cannabis than other people. We grow the right cannabis at the right quality. And then because of our workflow, we're able to sell it at the right, right price point. It's very important to understand there is no bad cannabis. There's only badly priced cannabis. Very interesting point, my friend. Very interesting point. Um, so when it goes to picking a team, let's say, to, to, to start a cultivation operation, what are the two things? Like, let's say if you're opening up a restaurant, it's probably going to be the chef and the, the maitre d'. What are the, like, maybe two biggest positions that you think need to be filled in a top-tier cultivation uh, facility? Um, so I would say there's more than two because that's the thing. The ca cannabis facility is a complete machinery. And if one of the steps doesn't work, nothing works. Your QA, quality insurance person that is responsible for everything that standard operating procedure is extremely important. We are dealing with pharmaceutical grade production levels for a product that people are gonna be smoking or ingesting. Their safety is at risk. Now, this is a new industry. If you have the wrong QA, because a QA can be legally responsible for what happens. And you need to have a QA that's willing to try to make things work for the company and not simply blatantly protect themselves at the small little risk factor that could come along because they do not fully understand cannabis. A, Q, a wrong QAP can cost you millions of dollars and block your entire facility. So the QAP is key. You need the right QAP that's going to understand cannabis and they don't need to know cannabis, but they need to be willing to understand cannabis and make that step. Your master grower, and not in the part that he's a legendary grower. Often good basement growers do terrible transition to the legal market. Because you need to realize that we are, we're not a cannabis company. We're a CPG company, a consumer packaged good company, right? So understanding the workflow understanding the regulation having someone that's willing to read the rule book and then play with that rule book and play with the rules to get the best out of it is the best if you get a a, 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 a grower that does incredible product in his basement but doesn't understand cost of production operational workflow you're going to end up with techniques that don't make sense that require way too much uh, personnel to achieve and 
at the end of the day in cannabis, your cost of production, the biggest cost is the salaries. The more you have people, the higher you produce, the higher you need to sell your product. While your product might be good if you're selling it at 25 bucks per tree and a half. If you're selling it at 45, it's suddenly not as good. So there's that fine balance, but you are dealing with a lot more equipment technology. So when you find someone that's truly passionate, willing to learn, understand how to do proper tests without putting in jeopardy the entire facility. Like if you're running new nutrients, you don't run that in your big commercial room that's supposed to be selling next week. You're going to have test rooms or so on. So the master grower, the QAP, the VP of operation is extremely important because once the growing is done and we process the product, it's trimmed. While it still needs to be packaged in a timely manner with the right environmental condition as to not damage the product during that step, and then dispatch to the retailer so it's sold fresh. You don't want to sell four or six months old cannabis. You want to sell maximum, you know, five to eight weeks old cannabis because you want a little bit of curing to ensure that there's been the transformation from, uh, let's say, the chlorophyll to its gaseous form so it doesn't taste and smell like hay. So there is a certain time, but you don't really want to go over that because after it's cannabis degradation and it's just, it, it's an herb. It's not made to be consumed when it's old, right? So the workflow that comes after the entire cannabis uh, growing and processing is just as important because if we're not selling the product, my dry rooms are filled and my trim rooms are filled. If that's filled, I can't harvest, right? So it, it, if we're not selling, we can't grow and everything's linked together. So those three positions, as well as the CEO, the CEO, if he doesn't care about cannabis and he's only treating this as another business venture and it's just like any other CPG, that's probably a big problem. Cannabis is not like any other CPG and the CEO and the leadership team needs to understand that and needs to respect the very, very strong culture and knowledge base that exists in every single country in the world regarding cannabis. So when those four positions align and truly understand the workflow and the rule book that are given by government on how to grow cannabis, then that's how you will perform. Amazing. Incredible insights into uh, how a real operation is to run. I'm going to jump on to the next topic I want to talk about. You guys are based in Quebec. Um, you hear a lot of noise over in Europe about uh, craft growers taking market share from the larger MSOs. Is this the case in the Canadian market? And what's like the Quebec cultivation overview look like for you guys? Um, well, I would say absolutely. Um, in Canada, we are considered craft grower. We are craft growers. Um, we're, you know, we only produce about uh, eight to nine tons per year. So this is a smaller size facility for Canada. Um, and yes, it's absolutely happening. So what we're seeing is, I mean, a lot of big companies that had a lot of money early on, but you see the operant operational issues that I've been pretty much listing since the beginning of the podcast. And that's where there's been a big disconnection. Now, you need to understand the history of Quebec and Canada to understand why those microbes and those craft growers are now taking the business share, right? We had medical license since 2001, allowing us to grow X amount of plants. Electricity is dirt cheap here. We pay three cents per kilowatt hour, and there's a lot of land. On the south of us, there was the entire United States looking for products. So historically speaking, on the West Coast, I like to say what happened is there was a consumption expertise that was born because everybody could throw seeds and grow 
cannabis plants in their backyard because the climate was very nice and they really understood more you know how to be sommeliers versus on the east coast we were always extremely operational people were doing it for the money people were doing it for mass production we were the only supplier for all of east canada and all of the east of the united states uh, when i say we i don't say me i mean quebecers that were in the black market at that moment and that's where an expertise of how to produce very efficiently with minimum cost and very good technique was born and that's where you're seeing very strong lps licensed producer come out of quebec and those smaller ones basically when legalization happened all eyes were on canada right so we started with a very restrictive legalization because we needed to ensure safety of consumers and then we're alleviating regulation as we go right so as those regulations are alleviated you need less capital to enter the cannabis industry and that's where you see the smaller player that have rooted legacy uh, experience come in and really put out an amazing product that's some very good price segments that allow the consumers to move to those products and truly appreciate them and that's where the market shares are moving away from mass production where quality is not necessarily understood or controlled and the price point that doesn't necessarily make sense and you know when we process cannabis, we do everything by hand every single step we harvest by hand we bug by hand trim by hand package by hand every single one of those steps is a quality control step for us we ensure that the product that goes out is going to be up to our standard when you're dealing with mass production it's all automatized uh, big machines everything gets destroyed the product gets damaged dried out so on and that's where the consumers are not idiots they understand cannabis they're knowledgeable cannabis and they're simply switching over to the better product at the right price amazing before I let you go, I'd be remiss to ask, what's the what's your favorite strain or your favorite genetics or favorite flavor that you've ever had uh, uh, in your time? Um, honestly, I have so many. It depends on the time of the day. I'm a big hash smoker. I, I truly mm -hmm. enjoy hash. Um, I've had some amazing hash from some good hash masters. But as far as strain goes, I'm more old school. I, I don't like cannabis that has extremely strong potency right the race to the highest thc in my opinion is just promoting yeah. drug abuse you shouldn't be looking for 30 percent thc I, I don't know i enjoy smoking also but the original amnesia core cut or the amnesia super silver haze fino or the exodus cheese that came out of the uk are strains that i absolutely love and if anybody listening to that podcast still has the Exodus cheese cut, I would love to get it. I would be very happy. <laughs> but yeah, I love the old school strains with the right turf profile that are enjoyable to smoke. You, I don't like to, I'm not chasing to be super high. I chase yeah. that enterprise experience with the terpene and really appreciating the moment when I'm consuming it rather to see it. You know, when I'm smoking 30%, for me, that's like pounding shooters of, of vodka, right? Yeah. Well, I prefer a fine wine. Yeah, same over here. You've got a lot of nature and outdoor activity over here that I think a lot of cannabis consumers here prefer a lighter, uh, heavier, than heavier THC quantity and something that could be used during a daily basis while out in, enjoying activities with their friends. I could talk to you all day, mate. I think you've got a wealth of information. We'll have to get part two of this in maybe in the next six months so you can update us on all the amazing things Origin Nature are getting up to. But uh, for now, thank you very much for taking your time to do this, Sarx. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. I'm always happy to, to come back on the show, whatever you guys need. 
Uh, it's one of our mission to educate and help the industry. So I'm here for that. Whatever you guys need, you can always reach out to Origin Nature. Thank you very much. Well, we've got a cannabis summit on on 25th of February here in Ireland, but it's all the lawyers and the policymakers and the economists first. We're going to have a patient-focused one with the top growers, and uh, we'd love to be able to bring you back over to Dublin, Ireland, to help uh, showcase your knowledge and talent to everybody. I would love that. Great stuff. You have a great day, my friend, and uh, we'll chat to you very soon. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.